0: This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, a few of the 11,000 Social Security Administration employees affected by the new telework policy will get more time to adjust. President Trump signs an executive order that scraps a 2009 one involving the federal contracting process. And the Office of Government Ethics wants to hear how agencies coach their employees on ethical principles. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Operations employees at the Social Security Administration will get two extra weeks to adjust to the upcoming cancellation of their telework program. SSA says the telework pilot will end November 22nd instead of November 8th. The agency says some 11,000 employees are impacted by the new policy at SSA Field, Regional, and Headquarters Operation Units. SSA says the decision to end its telework policy will allow its employees to focus on the agency's customer service challenges. Employees of contractors who lose a recompete no longer have the right of first refusal to continue working on the same or a similar project. President Trump signed an executive order rescinding an Obama-era directive, giving preference to the existing employees. The new order also ends any existing investigations or compliance actions into contractors potentially not abiding by the 2009 requirement. The Office of Government Ethics wants agencies to share their best practices for lending advice and counsel to their employees. OGE says it'll collect this information to determine how well agencies are advising their employees on ethical matters. It will then use the information to tailor the services it provides to other agencies. OGE says it'll also share agency best practices so others can learn new strategies. The IRS is looking for industry feedback on new training for employees in its Section 508 IT Accessibility Office. The agency has asked vendors to provide two curriculums, one focused on technical assurance training and the other focused on 508 compliance testing. Responses will be accepted through November 15th. Employees must complete a final exam and receive at least an 85 percent to pass the course. A new Federal Innovation Council from the Partnership for Public Service is made up of 13 federal leaders from across government who are seen as champions of innovation within their agencies. The council will focus on developing public-private partnerships, finding alternative acquisition methods, and addressing talent and cultural challenges across government. When it comes to federal financial management, there's always room for improvement. More now from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. The Government Accountability Office looks at agency financial summaries yearly. But now it's looked at how well the 24 departments and agencies under the Chief Financial Officers Act actually follow that law. Auditors find they've made a lot of progress, but no one fully meets all of the statutory requirements. Challenges include financial workforce planning and financial IT systems improvement, and using financial data more effectively in decision making. I'm Tom Temin. DHS officially launches its fifth attempt to address its legacy financial systems. Here's Federal News Network's Jason Miller with more. The Homeland Security Department released two solicitations seeking once again to address one of its longest standing and most complicated problems consolidating and modernizing its financial management systems. One request for quotes is a blanket purchase agreement worth as much as $1 billion over 10 years for a systems integrator to provide a host of services, including implementation and data cleansing. The second RFQ is for a financial management software as a service. Bids are due for both RFQs on November 26th. I'm Jason Miller. The Air Force is taking its Pilot Training Next idea to the next level. Pilot Training Next uses artificial intelligence, virtual reality, and biometrics to train fixed-wing pilots faster. Now the 23rd Flying Training Squadron is creating a rotary wing next for helicopter pilots. The squadron graduated its first class in October and saw students 7 to 10 days ahead of the usual training schedule. The program also saved the Air Force $60,000 per student. The Marine Corps is increasing the time it will take for some enlisted Marines to promote to sergeant and staff sergeant. Starting next year, Marines must spend at least four years in service before being promoted to sergeant. That's double the current requirement. Time in service requirements to become a staff sergeant will increase from 48 months to 60 months. Additionally, time and grade requirements will increase from 27 months to 36 months. The military services depend on DOD's combat support agencies for a wide variety of their missions, but the prices they pay aren't exactly transparent. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has details. A new study by the Government Accountability Office focused specifically on the Defense Finance and Accounting Service, the Defense Information Systems Agency, and the Defense Logistics Agency. Those agencies are supposed to charge their military customers just enough to cover their costs, but GAO says they don't share much information on how those prices are calculated. Because of that, it's hard for the services to manage their own costs or determine if they could save money by using fewer services. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One, and follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White.